welcome to Dictator for a Day. The podcast where we'd never propose having an actual dictator. I am Dennis Dean and I am not a dictator for a day. It's more like imagining what you'd do if you won the lottery. What would you do if you were in fact dictator for a day? Hello everyone. Hey, boss. Hey, Sounder. How you doing? Yeah, pretty good. You know, I'm looking at the news for the past couple of weeks, and what's on top of the stack? Uh, all-star game? No. Everyone's talking about who left cocaine in the White House. I mean, that's all we're hearing about out of Washington these days. But why are we surprised? I mean, that's, that's, that's what we expect out of the left and out of the Biden administration. I mean, every day you turn around and it's something else. So with Hunter Biden running around in the White House, living there... What do we expect? I mean, we don't know exactly who it belongs to, but this is the kind of thing we come to expect from these people. This is who these people are. And then we find out, in the last couple of years or year, there have been two other incidents where marijuana was found. So why are we surprised? I guess we shouldn't be, boss. No, we shouldn't be. We also shouldn't take our eye off the ball. No, you're absolutely correct. Don't take your eye off the ball. The real issues of the day... The long-term issues, and I think the most important issues facing our country, are crime, our Swiss cheese southern border. Nobody's reporting on that anymore. No, thank you very much, Fox. Even they stopped reporting on it. And China. So what do you want to talk about today? Uh, Take China for 500, boss. Mm. Okay. If I were dictator for a day, I'd say China has got to go. How do you get rid of them? Well, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the podcast. But... Look at this. I mean, let me count the reasons why China should go. It's becoming an endless list. It's insidious, boss. Sounder, you get a new dictionary? Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what insidious means. They're working on all fronts. Now, as we have become more dependent upon China for cheap labor and inexpensive products, and i got to tell you, we've kind of done this in part to ourselves, the Chinese have been invading every aspect of our lives. And in many cases, they are using the very products we're buying from them to spy on us. So you can start your list anywhere with the Chinese. I start with COVID, boss. Yeah, let's start with COVID. COVID came out of a lab in China, not a wet market. Even the scientists who said it came out of a wet market have reneged on their story and now say, oh yeah, that came out of a lab. We should have seen it coming. We did see it coming. And everybody who said, oh, that didn't come out of a wet market, it came out of a lab, was branded a conspiracy theorist. A lot of conspiracies have turned into the truth. Yeah, conspiracies have been redefined as the things we all said were true have now come true. Let's add another one to the list, boss. All right, let's add the theft of intellectual property. We should have seen this coming years ago, when the Chinese started counterfeiting music CDs. Yeah, who put out the first CD, boss? Um, (laughs) I don't know. Billy Joel, 52nd Street. It was in October uh, 1982. Yeah, and about a day later, the Chinese started smuggling in phony copies of it. That's not all the intellectual property they've stolen. That's not all they've been counterfeiting. So we've got COVID, stealing intellectual property, and forcing technology transfers. Companies wanting to do business with China have to allow them access to their technology. So in the short haul, they get China to produce the goods, and it becomes profitable for them. But in the long term, it's very bad for the U.S., and and as a result, it's going to be bad for them. They're selling their souls to the Chinese, boss. Yeah, pretty much. Now, what American companies don't give them outright, they steal through hacking. 
The Chinese are among the world's most advanced leading hackers in the world, and they've been worming their way into our IP infrastructure everywhere. They not only steal secrets, they've got state-sponsored hackers from China who have been targeting critical U.S. infrastructure. You talk about that article about the NSA? Yeah. Um, the National Security Agency describes what they call indicators of compromise. Apparently, um, Microsoft, of all companies, was the first to discover this. I mean, Microsoft knows a lot about computers and software because Microsoft is specifically talking about something called Volt Typhoon, a Chinese state actor that the company has said has been active since mid-2021. Microsoft says Volt Typhoon typically focuses on espionage and information gathering. And this is its own threat assessment from Microsoft. It, it said, we assess with moderate confidence that the Volt Typhoon campaign is pursuing development of capabilities that could disrupt critical communications infrastructure between the United States and Asia during future crises. Like what kind of crises? Taiwan? Yeah, exactly. The Chinese have been making noises about invading Taiwan for a long time, and it looks like they're gearing up to do it. We'll talk about that a little bit more, too. But... If the Chinese did invade Taiwan, and suddenly we couldn't talk to the Taiwanese and communicate with them over there... That's a major problem, boss. It certainly is, Sounder. How about the spy balloons? Oh, yeah. Add that one to the list. The Chinese have been flying spy balloons over the U.S. Back in February, we finally shot down the balloon after the Biden administration refused to do anything about it as we watched it fly across the United States and across military installations... It was only until it got out to sea that the administration said, oh, yeah, okay, well, shoot it down. Got all the photos you need, guys? Yeah, well, shoot it down. <sighs> Apparently, the Pentagon believes Guam was one of the major targets for this balloon. Guam has both a U.S. Air Force base and a naval port, which are central elements of our military presence in the Pacific Ocean. So they're looking at maybe hacking their way into figuring out how to cut off communications with Asia, figuring out what we've got for a military presence in the Pacific, which would be our first line of defense if we were to help Asia. Yeah, and speaking of the Pacific, they're also dumping out there. Dumping? Yeah, they're dumping trash into the ocean, boss. Yeah, trash into the ocean and carbon into the atmosphere. Everyone is worried about the U.S. polluting the oceans in the atmosphere, but the Chinese are leading the pack. I mean, they put out more carbon emissions than any other country on the planet. And it turns out they've been dumping plastic into the ocean for decades. We thought we were getting rid of it by sending it to China to be recycled. They were dumping it off of barges into the ocean. Subsidizing, boss. You got to add subsidizing to the list. Thank you, Sounder. Subsidizing. This is particularly insidious. While the U.S. has spent years giving money to other nations for development, often only to see those same countries turn their backs on us and become outright hostile to U.S. interests, the Chinese have actually outsmarted us on this. Instead of giving these countries money, they go into that country and provide the actual assistance. So rather than giving money, which often ends up to the rich and powerful in that country, it doesn't go to actually help the people. Yeah, it goes to warlords and dictators. Yeah, frequently ends up going there. The Chinese have simply gone in and built the infrastructures in those third world nations that makes those nations beholden to the Chinese and by default opposed to U.S. interests. Yeah, like Mexico and South America. The Chinese have built billions in infrastructure in Mexico. Yeah, while they're sending drugs up through the Mexican border. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows the Chinese make components that go into fentanyl. That goes into Mexico and the fentanyl comes back up into the U.S. And that's killing thousands. So they're not exactly our friend on that either, 
as is Mexico, not our friend. They're buying up U.S. land, too. Yeah, if the Chinese can't just take over directly, they're buying up agriculture land, especially near military bases. This is fascinating. The state of Florida passed a law barring Chinese citizens from owning land. Not people of Chinese extraction, who are U.S. citizens, but people who are actually still citizens of China. Joe Biden's Department of Justice is challenging that law, claiming, oh, it's going to hurt people based solely on their national origin. Well, isn't that the point? We don't want the Chinese owning U.S. soil. The state of Florida says restricting China and other hostile foreign nations from controlling Florida's agricultural lands and lands near critical infrastructure facilities, like the military, protects our state, provides long-term stability, and preserves our economic freedom. That's from the Florida Commissioner of Agriculture. The American Civil Liberties Union has gone to bat in this case for the Chinese. Another outfit we need to get rid of. Now, not only have they been flying spy balloons over the U.S., I believe, and this is a theory of mine, that they're spying on every move we make through software, drones, and other devices. How's that one work, boss? There's currently a bill in Congress aimed at preventing foreign-produced drones from flying over American skies. We know Chinese-produced drones have the capability of sending data back to China. It's like TikTok. I think I would not be surprised if the Chinese are mapping the entire U.S., just the way Google maps the U.S. On the outside, I'm willing to bet every time you take a photo or operate a drone or turn on a recorder, the images could be going back to China And all those videos and photos are getting stitched together until the Chinese can look at every square inch of land in the U.S. and every square inch inside every building. They simply use advanced software that relies on the geodata in every photo and video taken by a digital device these days to build a view of what's behind every door in our country. Think about that. I don't think I'd want anybody looking behind my doors. No, I don't think you would, Sonder. The Chinese are also in bed with the Russians. They formed a military alliance with Putin's military. That's not good. No, it is not. The Chinese are about to take over Taiwan, or try to, or it certainly looks like that's what they're up to. There's a fellow named J. Kyle Bass. He's chief investment officer for Heyman Capital Management Hedge Fund. Bass has got more than 25 years' experience in the financial markets with particular expertise in global event-driven investing. So he studies this stuff. He knows what he's talking about. He's a recognized expert. And he said just this the last couple of weeks, the Chinese Communist Party, which rules China as a single party state, obviously, is taking actions similar to those Russia made before invading Ukraine. Bass says the CCP is building 18 air raid shelters in Fujian province, which is adjacent to Taiwan. It's building the world's largest combat hospital in the region near Taiwan. He says that is very reminiscent of Russia's construction of blood banks on the borders of Ukraine in the months leading up to its invasion last year. Bass says it's happened again, and we need to pay attention. Yeah, but the only thing people in this country are wondering about is the White House trying to figure out who put cocaine there. Yeah, so don't take your eye off the ball. Speaking of drugs, the Chinese are also major players in the pharmaceutical arena. Estimates of one-half or more of the active pharmaceutical ingredients used to make drugs in this country come from China and India, and more and more are coming from China, which makes the U.S. extremely dependent on the Chinese and the Communist Chinese Party. We found that out during COVID. Yeah, and we ended up buying masks from the Chinese for the very COVID that they'd created for us. Thank you so much. Irony, boss. It's a serious problem. 
As I mentioned before, the Chinese are also producing the active ingredient in fentanyl and playing an active role in smuggling that across the disaster that the Biden administration calls our southern border. So let me see if I've got this right, boss. While they're producing the drugs that might make you healthier, they're also producing the drugs that can kill you. Yeah, and they're sending both into the U.S. There's also evidence that Chinese are heavily involved in forced organ harvesting and transplants. Susan Crabtree is a Real Clear Politics White House national political correspondent. She points to uh, an article in the American Journal of Transplantation, where she says the top transplant publication in the world published an article by two leading researchers on a particularly grisly practice. The pair uncovered compelling evidence that Chinese surgeons are removing organs from prisoners who are still alive. Still alive. I mean, that's a violation of all internationally accepted dead donor organ rules that bar extractions before donors have been declared brain dead. A lot of those thought to be the Uyghurs. Yeah. And then there's the Hunter Biden issue. What's the connection between China and Hunter Biden and Joe Biden? Is this going to be like one of those conspiracy theories that comes true? You know, it might turn out to be that way, Sounder. I mean, for at least seven years, many of those when Joe Biden was vice president, Hunter Biden is pursuing these lucrative deals to run an investment firm founded by millions of dollars from a Chinese partnership. So what are we expected to believe? I mean, Joe claims, oh, never spoke with Hunter about, about his business. Never, never, never. And never profited from any group his family set up. But the evidence is becoming clearer. Emails and text messages on Hunter Biden's old laptop showing, you know, <laughs> referencing 10% for the big guy. Um, federal investigation into Hunter may still be ongoing. Republicans vowing to continue to probe how Hunter profited from his father's name and what the president-elect knew about it. It's all going to come out in the wash, boss. Well, I hope so. But it's one of those things I, we can't ignore. So what do we do, boss? Well, the Chinese are insinuating themselves into all aspects of the U.S. You know, we don't have to worry about going to war with China. We're already at war with China. Here comes that word insidious again. Yeah, it's absolutely insidious. And you can't think it's anything but a war. The most powerful weapon we have is economic. We purchase a fortune in goods from the Chinese. And the Chinese keep the people of China working with those goods and products that we buy from them. China's economy is thus extremely dependent on the U.S. economy. If we start taking economic sanctions against the Chinese, we can win the war or at least hold them at bay. We can also bring jobs back into this country and win back much of our independence. That means a lot. Independence does mean a lot to this country, or did. I think it still does. We got to squeeze them out, boss. Yeah. Appeasement's not going to work. Never has. Oh, we'll just be nice to them. You know, if we're nice to them, they'll be nice to us. Yeah, when has that ever worked? Never. So we need to systematically pass laws preventing Chinese ownership of land. Not by U.S. citizens of Chinese descent, but citizens of China, companies owned or run by the Chinese. And if it turns out they manage to sneak through and still purchase the land, we seize it. We seize it and we develop a program that puts it to good use, not Chinese takeover spy use. We need to stimulate the production of American-made products in lieu of always going to China or other countries for those products. I mean, maybe those are tax stimulations, um, heavier tariffs, 
people much more creative than I am in terms of industry and economics can probably figure out even better ways. We want to flat out outlaw Chinese electronics. That's pretty drastic, boss. Well, especially in the devices that can record images and transmit data. We don't know what's going on deep down inside those electronics. I firmly believe they're transmitting data back to the Chinese all the time. American firms could do a better job with those, even if they do cost more. And they probably will. We need to open oil production in the U.S. to stimulate the U.S. economy so there's more money to make more products in the U.S., especially pharmaceuticals. We cannot be dependent upon China for our health care. Pharmaceuticals, critical pharmaceuticals from China, have to be banned. We have to, not, not immediately, but we just need to slowly begin to stimulate American companies to produce those pharmaceuticals here in the United States. We cannot, cannot be dependent upon China for our health care. We've got to put our military back on track to regain global dominance. The Chinese have overtaken us in many areas in the military, and we need to get that back, get back on top. That means we have to have military leadership that is focused on defense, not pronouns. Correct. I mean, one of the problems we got here is this alliance between China and the Russians. The Chinese and the Russians don't believe that we've got the fortitude or, or the military might to engage in a battle on two different fronts. We did that in World War II. We had it in World War II against the Germans and against the Japanese. Do we have that now if we had to engage in a war against the Russians and against the Chinese? The Chinese and the Russians don't think so. I'm not sure we do. we got to turn it around. We need to do all of this soon. It's not going to happen overnight. We couple restricting Chinese products and stimulating their replacement with U.S.-made products. We put pressure on the Chinese to stop their bad actors and their bad acting, and we do it economically. It may not be comfortable at first. You might walk into a Walmart and find a lot of shelves empty. Yeah, there'd be a lot of pages empty on Amazon, too. Yeah, there would be. But we have to take back our economy. we got to take back the economy, Sounder. we got to take back our national security and take back our independence. Because if we don't, boss? Because if we don't, we're going to be wondering what happened to our freedom. But listen, we got to go. For more of these podcasts and our written column, please subscribe to dictatorforaday.substack.com. That's dictatorforaday.substack.com. And tell your friends. Tip, the podcasts are more fun. I am Dennis Dean, and I am not a dictator for a day. Hmm, where'd my field cap and cigar go? Dictator for a Day is sponsored in part by StoryVisionVideo.com. Copyright 2022, Dennis W. Dean. That's me. All rights, but please feel free to spread the word. And thanks for listening.